It is time now for the morning line here on KMA. Shenandoah School Board yesterday approved the first reading of a policy dealing with the threat of violence and threat assessment questions. Uh, with us in the studio this morning to explain all this is Shenandoah School Superintendent Dr. Carrie Nelson with more on this subject and others. Good morning to you, Carrie. Good morning. Good to have you back with us. Uh, big subject. Uh, first of all, kind of refresh my memories. Take us back as to why the district uh, decided to adopt this policy. Sure. Last spring, um, the Iowa legislature passed um, legislation that required that schools adopt a policy to address threats that is based on the age level of a student and also the level of threat um, and the severity of the threat. And they uh, wanted the Department of Education to create a model policy for all of us to look at and follow and then for school boards to adopt it. And so we're in the process of reviewing the information that was given to us by the Department of Education and then beginning those stages of adopting a formal policy. Um, there's not much ability to change the initial part of it, uh, but there's most certainly a way that we can look at how are we going to implement this policy. And that's where, in addition to the policy, we're adopting a threat assessment process. So we have an, a cons consistent approach across each of our buildings that all of our administration will use to make decisions about what's appropriate at yeah. each level, what is a severe threat, what is something that's a, you know a coachable offense with a student, and what requires more severe intervention. What sort of options are available for discipline or uh, you know penalties uh, for students that uh, who are accused or uh, of of threats or m committing violence, things like that? Well, you know, all discipline is based on circ circumstances, but when you're looking at the leveled approach, it always requires that there's parent notification. It always requires that if a student is in special education, a new IEP meeting is held, and there's discussion about what's appropriate there. Um, it's appropriate to consider consequences such as in-school suspension, um, probably more on the younger end, and then also um, it goes to the point of up to and including expulsion from school. And so there's a wide range based on what's actually occurring, what's known about the situation, and then what we learn through the threat assessment process. Now, I understand you had some help in putting this policy together from other superintendents. Uh, uh, Devin Embray, Dr. Devin Embray, the superintendent of the Glenwood School District, uh, assisted in this. How helpful was his input as well as the input from uh, staff and instructors you received at a meeting a, w a little while back? I really want to commend um, Dr. Embray for his collaborative spirit right now. He was very instrumental on the Hawkeye 10 Superintendents Network to um, bring forward what his district was doing. We were all bringing different pieces, but um, he was one of the people that said, hey, we need to look at this a little differently and brought forward that threat assessment piece that um, I think we all clung to and agreed we'd like to see used in our region. Not all of the Hawk 10 schools are doing it, but I most certainly appreciated his support. Um, but we also spent time with our entire staff having pretty in-depth conversation about what is a threat, what does it look like, what are teachers expecting to have happen, what does administration expect to have happen. Um, we met with our leadership team and um, a smaller committee made some final decisions before we put it back on the board table. How hopeful are you that this policy, once you get through the second and third readings, will 
make a difference in trying to stem any sort of threats or violence in the district. How, how effective do you think this policy is going to be? Policies are a piece of paper. It's how you use a mic. And I think that's why we do, we really liked that assessment piece being included because that's it's a piece of paper that gives guidance. You know, there's a lot of thought and work that went behind that policy. Um, but there are some vague components that that questionnaire and that protocol will help us answer. And so I believe with those two components together, we, we have a usable tool. Let's talk about some other subjects uh, because of the elections and everything else that's been going on. We really haven't delved too much into enrollment numbers for our KMA land districts. You had the certified report submitted to the Department of Education in mid-October. What do the numbers look like as far as enrollment is concerned for the Shenandoah School District for this school year? We are up just slightly, about um, four or five students up from the previous year as far as our official count. And as we've talked for years with other superintendents, official count is really funny because students count for partial Um Partial, you, know, you can be a 0.3 student or a 0.5 student, um, but we, we had a good positive result, and so we were pleased that um, while we're not substantially up, we, we did make some gains by picking up some additional open enrollment that helped us increase. You're talking about uh, four or five students, but still that is a gain, and how does that help the district financially? Well, when you consider that students financially equate to about um, $7,400 per student, um, that most certainly it's important, whether it's one student, a partial student, whatever that amount, it does add to increased funding. And funding means um, we have, you know, money for salaries, for programs, for activities, and um, schools can't make it without that financial support. What about the Ignite program, uh, your online program? Uh, how strong is the enrollment for this school year? It's really strong. Right now, we picked up about 60 additional open enrollments in as a result of having the Ignite program, and they tend to come in on a weekly basis. Um, but where we've had some open enrollment out, that's leveled the, the playing field and given us a slight increase in what we're seeing in enrollment. Um, this, the program services are strong, and we're, we're seeing good results and seeing students graduate that might not have without the program, which that's our end goal is let's, let's get those kids graduated um, but it's helping with our enrollment. Speaking of good results, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about some news regarding academic achievement for the district. What is the news regarding uh, high achievements uh, for this district? You recently had some good news on that. We had some fantastic news. Earlier in the year, it was announced that on U.S. News and World Reports, our high school performed exceptionally well. Um, they also received the high um, achieving academic rating from the State Department, and so did our elementary school. Um, our middle school remained at that acceptable level. We um, are still working on some plans and some corrections there, but we're, we're proud of the progress that we're making as a district and seeing really positive results with our elementary and our high school, um, getting to that higher level and know that we can get our middle school on track for that as well. What do you attribute the success to, especially at the high school and the elementary levels right now, the, the high academic achievement uh, uh, ratings that you've received from these various agencies? I think with any academic achievement, it gets down to focus um, and, and being intentional with your interventions and having expectations of the students and the staff and then working together when the staff has a great plan and they stick to it and they intervene where students need support. 
you'll see good progress being made. And um, we've changed some curriculum at the elementary, introduced a new phonics program that's making really strong gains for us at the high school. They've been um, working on MTSS, which is a multi-tiered um, system of supports for students. And most certainly that's made a difference there as well. Well, Carrie, we've run out of time, but thank you very much for dropping by to give us an update on things, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you. That's Shenandoah School Superintendent Dr. Carrie Nelson on the morning line on KMA.